Hello and welcome, everyone. My name is Matt, and this is Journey to Freedom podcast. This show is all about traveling, financial freedom, success stories, and so much more. In this podcast, I talk with a diverse community of people about their stories from around the world and my own life experiences with traveling and finance. Join me to my weekly series to learn more. Hello and welcome back to Journey to Freedom. As we are approaching episode 30th of this podcast, I'm continuing to spread more knowledge about travel, finance, and success stories. That's why last week I was joined by Stephanie and Jillian from Our Freedom Years, where we talked on how to plan a trip of a lifetime, we covered a concept of slow travel, how to budget for a trip, and so much more. And I'll be honest with you, that was one of my favorite episodes so far, as we covered so much over the span of just 35 minutes. So make sure you check it out and follow their journey on OurFreedomYears.com. You can also follow my recent adventures and what's around the corner via my Instagram page. Check out the description for more information. And today I'm super stoked to be talking with a very close friend of mine who I met at Cal Poly Pomona. And although we never took any classes, he was always super proactive, inspirational, and super outgoing. I have seen him many times on the campus, and since both of us are so much into content creation and photography and storytelling, we started a conversation. Eric Spolvoda is a recent graduate from California Polytechnic University, Pomona, majoring in public relations and applied communication. His previous experience, his previous experience include being a director of operations, marketing, and event planning at Purple Easy Gallery, as well as communications specialist at the Collins College of Hospitality Management. Eric has a fascinating story that I would like to talk about. Today, we will cover his background, his true passions, advice on how to work towards your goals, and also why he moved out of California and currently he lives in the state of Idaho. So Eric, thanks a lot for being right here. Really appreciate being here. Really cool talking with you on the podcast. Yes, I am so excited as well. And wow, what an intro. And you just said that your favorite episode was your last episode, but here I am. We haven't had me on yet, so let's do let's do this. Absolutely. Yes. Let's do this one. Let's talk about um, you know a little bit more about finding your passions and how you found your passions, what you're currently doing as well, and uh, you know give everybody a little bit more of a motivational talk for those who are trying to figure out what they really want to do. But before we dive more into that, I want to talk a little bit about you and then your history, a little bit about your background, and share with us you know, um, some information where were you born, maybe a little bit of your, your work experience. Um, just share with us if you can. Yeah. So I was, I have always been a Southern California native born and raised my whole life. Uh, I am currently 31 years old. So I grew up there pretty much in this city called Rancho Cucamonga. It's about 40 minutes east of Los Angeles downtown. And so born and raised there and never in my wildest dreams. Um, oh, actually, I don't know. I feel like I never was opposed to moving or going anywhere else, but I just never, it wasn't really on my radar. So I grew up there um, and 
yeah, I went to school there, my whole life there, family there, and um, more so, yeah, I went after after college with with everything changing and turning into what it was with COVID and all that. I feel like a lot of people delved into their um, innermost self of of trying to get creative or just looking at different options that may not have ever really been there. So, um, yeah, but before I get into that, I think, yeah, so I grew up in Southern California my whole life and always had a passion for, yeah, I guess creating. I'm an artist, so I'm usually, I'm a, uh, when I say artist, I mean a painter, so I'm a painter, but I feel like as I got older, a lot of that changed and a lot of that, um, you know, phones, I feel like got better too. And that was always something that I knew how to work as opposed to a, an actual DSLR camera. So I really got, um, I feel like I got this passion of just creating on my phone with different, you know, apps and all that. So yeah, it just kind of always was something in the back of my mind that I felt like was another creative artistic outlet for me. But um, yeah, I always also had a passion with working with youth. Um, I feel like there's a lot of youth in the world that need great, uh, like just people to look up to or role models to some capacity. And that's always something that I always wanted growing up being, being, you know, a male and looking up to different, different men or, or how to even what that even looked like. And so, um, not that I'm like a, a saint or anything, but I really felt like I had this, this passion just kind of built into me to um, get into different arenas, <clears throat> arenas that would allow me to, I guess, mentor or serve or volunteer with youth. And that kind of allowed me to steer into churches, giving me a lot of that opportunity. So I always had a passion of working with youth groups and kind of rising up the younger generation with just simply just being available and being consistent and showing up and sharing, being open to and vulnerable to sharing my experiences and my testimonies. And, and in turn felt like I seen a lot of um, just growth in, in the people and the, and the young, the young people that I would serve with. And so that was always a huge passion of mine and has really steered me into um, just volunteering a lot and, and working with, with youth. And so that was always just a huge passion of mine. And even the jobs that you've mentioned in school and going back to school, um, I always had, you know, whether I was going to school full time and working full time, I always had, I always made time to be volunteering with youth somehow. And so that was always something that I kept in my rhythm of life. And I really felt like that was also something that filled me and kind of kept me going and motivated. So I always found, yeah, yes, I would be at work and yes, I'd be working full time. You know, I was an artist for the company that you you mentioned, Purple Easel, or it's that, that paint and sip kind of business where you come in, you bring your own food and drinks and you follow along and you paint. It, I don't know. A lot of people know about it. It's really fun. And yeah, so I, I was doing that full time, but also working full time, volunteering full time um, with youth in in um, church, different churches and it was just kind of something that um, like some people knew about, but a lot of people, you know, depending on where I was, it was just kind of the thing that I felt I needed that I liked and enjoyed and kind of kept me filled up and keep going, you know? 
That's awesome. Sounds like you've been always super busy, which is really good, obviously. And it sounds like you've been always into something, like you said, maybe youth or content creator, which is really great. And, you know, that comes actually another question for you that I have is like, how can someone find their kind of passions? And uh, I think most importantly, kind of work towards them, because for you, it sounds like you had that experience. And what was something that maybe motivated you or that can motivate someone in order to work towards their goals? Yeah, I think definitely when you have these like inner convictions or inner feelings of like, oh, I'd like that or I want to try that, actually go and try it, you know, if it's something good. I mean, and so I think wanting to go after something and trying it out is is just the, a great start. You know, you'll never know unless you actually try. So I think having that confidence or having that just kind of mentality, just say, hey, you know, I'll never know unless I try. So like, let's just try it out. I think that's just kind of been something that I've always pursued. And I grew up definitely with this sense of, man, like I'm, I'm a people pleaser and I care a lot about what people think. But honestly, I really snapped out of that and really, I feel I would have been saved from that mentality because it is so, it can really crush someone's spirit and really hold them back. And I really feel like that kind of runs rampant through our society. And so I really snapped out of that just through a series of just years of, of <clears throat> getting to a place of just not caring and not in a, in a weird, bad way, but just really not caring and letting others kind of dictate what they think I should be or what I, they think I should be doing. And, and it, just, it just made sense to me one day. It just dawned on me. I'm just like, okay, it really doesn't matter. And the reality is, is that they actually probably don't care as much as I think they care. So I really wiped that mentality out and just started going after things that I felt I wanted to try or, or liked and pursued. And so that kind of left me, um, led me down a road of really pursuing things. I'm just like, I just want to know, I want to know for myself, like, even when it comes down to like, you know, students that I would serve, it's like, okay, people have understanding of their faith, but it's like, I want you to be able to know it and learn it and own it for yourself, not do it because someone told you, you know, like that's, that's so empty and it's never, it's not long lasting. So it's never something that I felt like I wanted to like drill down, yeah, drill down their throat and, and do all that. It's just like, I wanted them to just see my lifestyle and how I lived and just my actions and allow them to be like, man, I want to be like that. Or you no, know, again, like not because I'm living a life that's perfect by any means. That's not what I'm saying, but I wanted to be able to showcase a life that's that's good and, and well and but also super exciting fun and thrilling at the same time you know and that kind of left me on uh led me on a journey of you know I, w- I went and did this um it was called like a discipleship training school it was like a missionary training school in hawaii and i did that and it was really cool it's called it's called ywam it's like an acronym it's called youth with a mission and i was just like i want to see and just do something for myself i never really left home and, um, and I wanted to just venture out. So I moved to Hawaii and I did this three month program that led me into another three months overseas in Turkey and where my life was just literally changed and altered. And I really feel like those were some of the defining moments for my life of just saying yes and trying something completely out, like abnormal and out of, you know, context for me. And, um, and I got to a different nation and I was just like completely, my world was rocked. I was able to see things, hear things and be around things that I never witnessed before. And I, 
I, I was able to get outside of, I guess, like my American mind, just being a product, simply just being a product of my environment and just trying to throw myself into different situations, cultures, lifestyles to understand people better. And um, I had this kind of mantra that I lived off of is that I want to be the dumbest one in the room. And so I tried, I wanted to always surround myself with people that, yeah, were more intelligent or knew more or different cultures or languages where there was barriers. I just wanted to be in those type of situations as much as I could. And I saw through those situations that it, it, it gave me the most growth. And so when I came back from, from living in Turkey, which was amazing, I can go back tomorrow and live there. It's just like, a, I love that. I love that place. And, um, I, I came back and I just, you know, I was just thrown into this new state of mind. I just felt like, like unstoppable, you know, I, I, all the normal things that I feel kind of inundate our minds just as humans and whether you're male, female, whatever, you know, just as a human, you get so inundated with all the things and, and all of the, the opportunity, you know, it's just, we're, we're surrounded by it and you can get overwhelmed but I really was able to hone in and really find what is important to me. And I started to act on that. And so I knew that I liked to work with youth and I knew I liked to make a difference, but I also knew I loved art and I loved content creation. I loved to travel. And so I was like, how can I get all those things in a package deal? And you know, some, some people would be like, of course, it's like such a millennial thing to say, but I really feel to, to kind of like have my own back is that I, I, do this with um, like a, a, with strategy. I do it not with being naive. I really try to think and process through my choices and and also understand that where I am now, I do I do have a lot of um, because of my volunteer work or or working within churches. I, I've I've been I've created some real estate with the younger crowd, and so I. I use that as my motivation. I know that they're always, you know, with social media too, I have a lot of um, a lot of youth or, or people that I kind of, again, look up to me to a different capacity. And likewise, me too, I look up to different people. But with that in mind, that has personally become my motivator. It's like, I have a lot of eyes watching me. Yeah, so just a quick question then, um, yeah. because it sounds really amazing, but it sounds like also a little bit more of a like, uh, you know, for those who are really busy, obviously, you know, not everybody is able to just uh, venture out, I guess, and find their own passions in that mm -hmm. kind of way because we're so busy. I'm just curious, what would you say are some of your maybe advice or tips for those who are trying to figure out their sort of a time management skills? Because, uh, you know, it's it's great. You're able to, to make uh, content and travel, uh, but not everybody is able to do that, obviously. What would you say that for those who are really trying to, to find it, um, what would you say are some of the advice you could give them? Yeah, I think that a big thing is, is sacrifice. You have to be willing to choose which things to sacrifice in order to keep you grounded to a sense. You know, I always wanted to, to make sure, you know, I, I do, I, I do well, at, you know, financially saving my, you know, what I earn. Um, I, I do well with keeping track of that. I really understand, you know, if I have something that I, that's coming up, like I want to be able to budget for that, you know, or if something, I want to also create a space though, if something's more on a whim and like, 
whoa, that's a really cool opportunity. I want to hop on a plane and get there too. I want to be able to make room, you know, if it's feasible, I want to be able to make room for those types of things in my life because that's how I, I want my life to be, you know? Um, and so I'm also at the same time too, you know, I'm not married. I don't have a, like, I don't have kids or anything yet too. And I feel that is also another thing. Obviously I don't have that to cater to. And so uh, I am a big family man though. So I love being around my family and I really do consider some of my closest friends family too. So I love to do, I love to be around my family and, and so, and, and do things with my family. And so I really just feel like for me um, with that question is just like, as simple as it or as hard, I don't know, but I just really feel like budgeting wisely and, and saving and, and knowing when to sacrifice things like, no, I don't need new clothes every week or whatever it is. I don't know what, what people, whatever people's people, you know, spend money on, you know, I love coffee and I feel like that's my, my thing. Um, but I feel like, you know, you just really got to, you know, make your sacrifices and prioritize and think things through and, and, and do thing, you know, like take time to, to look at different deals and budget and, and make room for that and not just go after the first thing, you know, that looks okay. A, more of a move for you, because I know, like you mentioned before, you, you were born in Southern California, you lived there for quite some time. But as of right now, you moved to Idaho, which is a very mm-hmm. interesting story. Could you share with us why move or you know when when did you actually move to idaho (laughs) yeah so um just like everyone i feel a lot of people obviously especially in southern california with covid and i feel like a lot of people are also done with hearing about covid but it is the thing that is just lingering so uh it, it allowed everyone to work from home and so i was working from home so i got to really along with working from home and at the time i was working like you said from for cal poly pomona I was one of the, I was a communication specialist for the, for the, from, for the school that you actually graduated for the hospitality management school, um, the Collins college. And so I got that job, um, just by being, um, a communication PR student and they put out some email that I just saw. And I was like, man, I would, I really love like you, like, I love the luxury side of things. I grew up really very blessed with, um, opportunity to travel a lot with my family and, you know, stay in amazing places and see things. You know, my mom at one point too was, was also a flight attendant. I don't know. It's just like really cool opportunity that I feel very blessed and I don't take for granted about getting to see really amazing places in the world and also moving a lot just in just in Southern California. Moving it was like a thing for my, my family every three years, it seemed. And so I moved a lot and I moved a lot mm-hmm. of, to, you know, around the schools. And so I had the developed this passion for you know, travel and, and hotels and the luxury side, just just because, I mean, who doesn't really, you know, and and also just kind of this this passion for real estate that I've always had just because, again, product of, of my environment that helped kind of shape me. So when I was in school and I had this opportunity to work in this part of the, you know, as a job, you know, kind of doing what I'm going to school for on campus, great experience. I just went for it and I got the job and and that kind of led in led me from being a student assistant into actually being the um, the director overall at, for for a season, and so um, that was just great experience. And I and I developed even more after being in the hotel and restaurant and events side of things 
man, like this is where my niche, I want it to be because I, you know, communications is a broad topic. You can be utilized in, in many different arenas with that. So I wanted to stay in the hospitality side and I was like, that's perfect. That's where I belong. And so I grew a passion for that even more when I was working at Cal Poly Pomona. And, but when, um, when everything, you know, shut down and I was working from home, I also started seeing like, oh, like now that I'm working from home, I can also take my spare time to start studying to get my real estate license. Cause that's something I've been wanting to do forever. And so I started doing that and just on the side and, um, the end of December, 2020, I got my certificate of completion and it threw me into this place of now waiting to get on a wait list. That was really long because of COVID to actually take my state exam. And I did some more research and they said up to maybe four months of waiting. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. So I was also, um, fast forward. I was one of the layoffs too that happened when, um, you know, COVID got a little deeper, massive layoffs. And I was just one of those. So I had this moment of like, I guess, freedom of being able to do what I needed to, what wanted to do. And so my dad, he always wanted to move and get property and have a farm and all these things. It was just like this dream. And we'd always laugh at him being like, dad, you're crazy. Like you're so Cal, like we live 30 minutes from the beach. That's opposite of your life. And so he, um, we did a trip to Idaho because it's something that my mom always talked about. And so we just came together and we were here for four days and we saw like 30 homes in the span of four days and they were selling like crazy. Like as we were doing walkthroughs, they were selling while we were in them and the market was like wild. And so I came back again the following month and um, I saw a house that hit his bucket, like everything on his bucket list because he was working and I was like, was able to do another trip. And uh, I was like, dad, this hits everything on your list. And he ended up buying it sight unseen, trusting me. And so I felt there was a little uh, bit on my part to kind of help him relocate. You know, he's been in the same house his whole life, you know, 30 plus years. And this was his first move ever from Southern California to Idaho. And I was like, you know, I want to just kind of honor my, my pops and I want to help him with this huge transition because it's major. And so here I came at the end of January, leading into February, I was like, I'm just going to pack a suitcase and help him get his whole house over here. And I'll, I'll be there maybe three weeks and then I'll come back to California. I left all my stuff in California. And uh, here I am. It's now what September and I've been back to California two times, but always bought the plane ticket to come back. And I'm just like, the more every time, every month that goes by, I'm like, wow, there's just, it's so, it's great here. It's beautiful. There's a lot of different freedoms or, or different things like down. I don't know. There's so much that it's just, it's just different than California. Yes. California is beautiful. It's a beautiful, great weather all year round, you know, all those things. But I just never knew, I never lived in another state to this capacity and so it's just been really cool and it's kind of opened up a lot of opportunity. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a big move, especially moving from, from you know, from Southern California. It's definitely a different kind of yes. a, uh, atmosphere and a different kind of scenery, I would say, for sure. And okay. that brings me to another thing is, you know, when you actually move to Idaho, mm -hmm. uh, I want to talk a little bit more about the passions, how they kind of became a reality. A little bit more about... Uh, the project that you were working on, uh, Intentional V. And then also, I want to know a little bit more about 
some of your plans for the near future when it comes to your passions and personal growth as well? Yeah, so definitely, like you said, major landscape differences uh, instead of the oceans. It's like a landlocked state. So we have the, there's lakes and different bodies of water and rivers, but it's just like beautiful. They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. Like there's one running just up the street and it's just like, it's just beautiful uh, um, in its own way. And a couple of weeks ago, I even went camping at a place that's really desired. And I was just like, I felt like I was in a national park and it's just like a couple hours away. It's just like absolutely, you know, stunning and, um, and just quiet and peaceful and fresh and just like a lot of, you know, it's just great. And, uh, yeah, so I got here and, um, you know, knowing, just knowing myself, like already I started seeking out, I was like, okay, I'm here. I have my passions welling up. And, um, so I found myself already getting to a place. Um, there's a church locally that I was already paired myself up with volunteering with youth again. So that was just super awesome. And I kind of jumped right into that. And just from being there, you know, getting to know more people as you put yourself around others and just learning the community and the culture of a new place. And, and I ended up through a random circumstance and different, or for, through a random series of events, I, uh, through a friend that DM'd me on social media to meet another friend. And long story short, we met at a coffee shop and uh, here in Idaho and he expressed this, um, this new business venture. And he was just like, we really feel like you'd be a great, asset and if you want to come and check it out. So I decided to check it out and I learned about this um, business thought organization or, you know, really, yeah, just like a dream that we were able to kind of turn into a reality when we, it's called Intentional V and we, um, we did a Kickstarter for it and it was the idea of a podcast and we hear people's stories and then after we hear their story, we get our creative team to turn their story into an actual design that then gets printed on different articles of clothing or home goods or mugs and things like that. And anything yeah. sold in our store will then get donated to, um, to kind of help world hunger. So it was just like a great idea. And so, yeah. So once we got to the, um, the end of the Kickstarter, we realized that it was a lot slower and it wasn't going to hit the mark. And so we started evaluating, you know, what does it look like if it hits the goal? Cause you know, Kickstarter being a, all or nothing crowdfunding platform. You know, if it hits the goal, this is what we're going to go after. And if it doesn't hit the goal, like we're going to need to reevaluate. And we really felt a lot of peace with both situations and scenarios. So when it didn't hit the goal, we decided to reroute things. And that was just like, um, we began to communicate what that really looks like the last, this past week. And, and so right now, uh, things have really transformed just with, you know, all three of us being super busy and really going after this. And when it didn't happen, we, we, we stepped into a phase that we we knew we were going to step into. And so that's kind of where it's at now. And so it's a little bit on, on pause right now. And it's kind of more so leaning towards just like the online shop as opposed to the podcast and everything affiliated with it. So that's where it's at now. But it also has allowed us to step into um, different things and open doors and opportunities that each one of us also have. And, and so, um, yeah, and so a random, I guess, funny story for me is that I have this TikTok account, which again, I wasn't ever a TikTok person or I just know that I liked to do like you. Like I like to create content. I like to utilize it as a, you know, like 
it's like therapeutic for me. I love to do to edit videos and make them cheesy or not cheesy and just have fun with it, you know. And I, I have um, a few companies and organizations that I do social media for currently, and so I just know it's, it comes easy to me. And those are those are kind of my sources of income. It comes easy for me. It's a passion, and at the same time, it helps them in in major ways. And so, I decided to just have a TikTok account that was just really random. And I called it from, I just kind of made the theme from city to country and I kept it very much just in that niche. And so anything that kind of was in that realm of like, you know, little DIYs and farmy animals and scenery and just anything like that, I just would upload. And uh, yeah, just recently, maybe, yeah, maybe about a, a little less than a month ago, but one of my videos had really grabbed a hold of a major audience and it is now pushing um, 4.7 million views, which is awesome. So it, it took that, it, it went viral, right. which was which was super awesome and exciting all, all, all in the same time. And and the, the specific video that actually went viral is um, a DIY that my dad and I did about just making something that is frustrating and kind of annoying, just simpler. And that was really it. Cause me and my dad are kind of handy, you know, artists. And we just like, even down to things out in, in the yard. Um, and he has acres now. So there's a lot of things like if we can make it easier and simplified and we're able to make it ourselves, like why not? So we just did something and um, we kind of created, you know, we have ducks and um, we have ducks, goats, and now chickens, but we have ducks and they love to swim, obviously. And so in the little pool that they swim in, we just created a, a, a drain in it that uh, just makes it easier to clean, keeps things sanitized, and it's just quicker, quicker, easier way. And and that really took off. And a lot of people um, are interested in that. I'm like, oh, man, that's genius. I shouldn't. And so I kind of took a poll and I'm like, would you guys be interested in this? Like, I saw the need. I saw the comments of, you know, um, a lot of single moms were coming like I'm single mom, like, or this or that. Like, I wish I had that. Like, that'd be so much easier for me. Like, I wish I had someone to help me with this. And I'm like, man, like if I can make this available for them, like I want to be able to do that. That's just like my helper mentality. Like I want to get this to you because I know it works. And so, yeah, it brings me to where I'm at now. Really good. Eric, we can talk and talk for a little bit more. But we got to wrap it up right here. Uh, last question that I have for you is in just a second. Uh, but I want to thank you uh, for being right here. I hope with all your, you know, with advice on how people can work towards their goals and especially your story and your experience that it's really, really interesting how, especially you, you, you made a big move uh, from one state to another and then you actually work towards your passions and you currently are working towards your passions because I think that's extremely important to, really figure out what you really want to do and understand that there are, of course, some sacrifices um, towards that. But as, as long as you are really diligently working towards them and you have a plan, you have an idea what you really want to do, um, you know, you keep growing, you keep uh, experimenting, I guess, but at least you are growing. This is the most mm -hmm. important thing that I can think of right now that people, even though they might be failing sometimes there are going to be obviously some success times as well but as long as you are learning something from it um, it's definitely going to make you stronger wiser and um, and I think that's the way to kind of uh, you know uh, learn and also w towards you know work towards your goals so 
Appreciate you being right here. Last question for you is how can people follow you online and how can people follow your journey if they would like to see all these amazing stuff and TikTok <laughs> and stuff like that? <laughs> well, yeah, just because it's simply the, um, the specific video that went viral and people pair me now with ducks. Um, I've kind of taken on and absorbed the name Duck Dad. Yep, and I never saw that one coming. So I guess all of my accounts now have geared towards the name Duck Dad Official. So that's where I'll be posting all these crazy things. It's very comedic, very lighthearted, just a good thing. Just some videos that are really random and funny just to look at and just just relax with and just, just very lighthearted and funny. So yeah, you could find everything kind of at Duck Dad Official and that's where all the things will be posted and hopefully this Kickstarter for this product I'm about to create will go live here in the next couple weeks and you guys can check it out. So appreciate you. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you, Eric. And then I'll talk to you soon. Have All a great right. one. Thank you. Thanks a lot for joining the podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple podcast, and also let your friends and family know about journey to freedom. Also, consider supporting me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash journey to freedom. Patreon is a membership platform that allows you to connect with me on a one-on-one basis. It's a place where I share exclusive content such as personal spreadsheets, traveling tips and advice, and of course, show notes from every single episode. It's a place where you can find a lot of insightful links, files, and so much more. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one.